Hey, man, is that the Garage Rock Show podcast? Yeah, man. Well, turn it up, man. This is the Garage Rock Show podcast. To those of you already supporting the show with a monthly subscription, thank you. If you're not already a supporter and you'd like to help make this show possible, please tap the link in this episode's description or visit anchor.fm slash the Garage Rock Show to become a monthly supporter. And make sure to check us out online at thegaragerockshow.com and give us a like and a follow on our Facebook page at facebook.com slash podcast. Now on to this week's episode. It's Friday. It's time for another episode of the Garage Rock Show podcast. Episode number 78, Friday, September 20th, 2019. Chris here with our special guest this week. Aaron, good to have you back again, man. Thanks, man. Uh, Charles, once again, what's going on? Mmm, shy hulud. And uh, LJ joining us once again. What's good going evening. on? And uh, lots of things to talk about, guys. Congrats again to Kevin in San Francisco. Won a copy of Berlin's new album, Transcendence, last month. But we are going to be getting another winner soon, guys. You get a chance to win a pair of VIP three-day passes for Aftershock 2019. Your chance to see Tool, Rob Zombie, Slipknot, and more. Music, food, and so much more. October 11th through the 13th, Discovery Park in Sacramento. We're going to be covering the the event this year for the first time for the podcast. Yeah. So we're going to be out there all three days, hopefully. With some interviews from the bands and more. All you got to do to enter to win those three day passes is text the word podcast to 68683. That's P O D C A S T to 68683. Go through the steps, confirm your entry uh, for those Aftershock VIP passes. Oh my God. I mean, a mad, uh, you guys, all you have to do is text the word podcast Pretty to 68683. Easy. That's super easy. Pretty easy. For uh, that, oh yeah. Uh, this week's uh, highlights include for this episode, guys, R.I.P. Eddie Money and Rick Ocasek uh, lost uh, some music legends these uh, past couple days. Danny Carey says no, more new Tool music is ready. Ex-Blink-182 bassist Tom DeLonge filing to, for divorce. Ooh. Slipknot legal oh. battle continues. ACDC gets its own currency. Fans are upset, apparently, with Green Day and Weezer VIP package prices. Two new Guinness World Records broken this week. We'll let Mm. you know what those are a little bit later. Also, Area 51 Raiders are already getting arrested. Everybody that said they were going to Area 51 this weekend. Oh, man. Uh, We'll talk about that. Uh, Winston Churchill's gold toilet has been stolen. Yeah. And we're going to try and figure out who stole it. Also, some movie entertainment news on this day. Music history trivia conspiracy corner. You know, what I, you know what I read that as? Uh, the Area 51 one? I, I read that as, I swear to God, I heard you. Area 51 common Raiders are already getting arrested. That's what I saw, too. <laughs> yeah, which is, I just thought the football team. Like, oh, the, the, actually, yeah. oh, the football team. Yeah. That could be true, too. You can't. Uh, <laughs> uh, you, just, you never know. Uh, first uh, couple albums out this week. New albums on the Billboard charts on this September 20th, 2019. Blink 182's got a new one out. So, Brittany Howard, um, what's up? Just on the high on the, sorry on the on the highlights or whatever. X uh, X member Tom DeLonge. I didn't even know he wasn't a part of Blink 182 anymore. So he left apparently, huh? Yeah. He yeah. has Yeah. Has, okay. He has. I'm not in Matt Skiba from. Uh, <laughs> oh yeah, we were. I'm not talking, much of a Blink 182. No. Fan. Yeah. So fair enough. This. I'm sure a lot of listeners are like the same, thinking the same thing as you. Like, mm-hmm. oh, he's not in there anymore. I figured he was still in there. I mean, <laughs> no, no. So this latest album that is not in there at all. It's he's got a. They got a new bass player, Matt Skiba from Alkaline Trio. Okay. Mm-hmm. It's in for the new Blink 182 album. Yeah. So it's kind of the first time that they've done this. You know, it's the first time without him uh, on this new album. And uh, so, yeah, we'll see. I mean, okay. first tour as well. And Nine. new album. The album's called Nine. Uh, so if you guys want to check it out, new yeah. Blink-182 album out today. Yeah. 
Also, new stuff from uh, Brittany Howard, Cashmere Cat, hmm. Chastity Belt, Effer Clang, Fits in the Tantrums, His Golden Messenger, Fly Pan Am Keen, Liam Gallagher from Oasis. He's got a new album out. I prefer just another Gallagher. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the, the guy who smashes smashing the, yeah, pumpkins. Just a new watermelon smashing album, you know? There you go. <laughs> yeah. Why not, right? Uh, than a Liam out. Wouldn't that be so cool if Gallagher actually was the lead singer of Smashing Pumpkins if he just took over for William Corrigan and... Well, I almost said they should collaborate and do a show together. Is he still alive, Gallagher? Like the original Gallagher? Probably. (laughs) He's probably still Smashing Pumpkins in his backyard. He's doing smaller shows now. He just uses a hammer and walnuts. I think that's what what they should do is have Smashing Pumpkins have Gallagher as the opening act where he smashes pumpkins, right? Yes, that would be a great tour. Or just like you put Smashing Pumpkins on like this big tour, you know, line, and then it's actually old ass Gallagher. <laughs> it's not well, Smashing I think Pumpkins we at all. About this in some of our original episodes, oh, did we? Probably like the first ten episodes. I think we were talking about this. <laughs> oh yeah, we got to make this tour happen. And like uh, you're saying, it'll be we'll bill it as Smashing Pumpkins. Yeah, but it'll be just Gallagher, <laughs> and it'll just say super fine print like Smashing Pumpkins. By Gallagher on stage, yeah, like very fine print. <laughs> and it'll just have Gallagher on there. Oh yeah, you know. Yeah. All right. Well, moving on. More new albums. Actually, Robbie Robertson from the band. He's a really good guitar player. Kind of surprised to see a new solo album from him, which is kind of cool. Uh, Samantha Fish. I don't know who she is. Uh, Sky Zoo. <laughs> Vivian mm-hmm. Girls. I heard of them. Mm-hmm. I don't. I'm not really familiar with their stuff. But Zach Brown Band also has a new album out as well. All right. Lots of new music. Uh, this time of year, man, I'm getting tons of shit at the station, like just new stuff left and right. Dope. This is a big time. Last week was our biggest release week of the whole year. For some reason in September, it's just new releases uh, left and right. Uh, Rock News kicking it off, as we were mentioning, Tool has a ton of material apparently already for another yes. album. Oh. Yeah. Tool drummer awesome. Danny Carey said in a new interview that he has, quote, Tons of material that could be used on a follow-up release. He said, my hope is we get in, knock out another record. We have tons of material. It's not going to take 12 years, or if it does, I'll probably be so old I can't pick up my sticks anymore. (laughs) But my hope is we'll do another record and keep moving forward. So what do you guys think of that? That's awesome. Some people are like, oh, it's too much too soon or something like that. But I was like, no, bring it on. Open up the floodgates. If they haven't done stuff in like 13 years, it's good that they're at least, uh, you know. Yeah, why not? I mean, I know that, you know, waiting for that, you know, a lot of Tool albums, a lot of years in between, I get it. But, you know, a lot of this whole 12 years thing that happened with them, a lot of people don't know. But there was a legal battle that was happening with them. Yeah, there was an artwork thing going on with one of the... Uh, people that did uh, artwork for Adam Jones, and yeah. it was uh, like a whole legal battle thing. It was huge. Yeah, and it, I mean, those those kind of things take the wind out of your sails when you're trying to make an album or something, yeah. right? Well, this last album they put out was awesome, so I'm I'm excited about the next one. Oh, yeah, big time. Like, I'm all for it. When Metallica, I, when Metallica came out with that album after being in a hiatus forever, I wasn't too into that album, and I've never really been too much into anything they put out since, you know? Yeah. Right. I've never been and, a too rock. Into what they've been put out yeah. since. Exactly. Yeah. But I like uh, this new tool shit, so I think it's going to be different. Oh, I love it. Yeah, so right on. We'll have to see what happens with all that. Pretty cool stuff. Um, all right. What do we got here? Uh, do I have a quote here from Adam Jones? Did I did I get that one? No. Okay. Uh, I didn't get that one. Um, Blink-182 guitarist uh, Tom DeLonge divorcing wife of 18 years. Wow. 
Uh, Angels and Airwaves and former Blink-182 singer-guitarist Tom DeLonge has filed for divorce from his wife. Jennifer DeLonge, uh, he cited irreconcilable differences as the reason for the split, which was filed in San Diego September 3rd. Tom and Jennifer met in high school. They've been married for 18 years. So Wow. Um, they share a 17-year-old daughter, 13-year-old son. Tom is asking for joint legal and physical custody of the children. Uh, so, yeah, that's... Uh, that kind of sucks. Wow, right? yeah, that does. The poor guy. It's too bad. Um, but I guess uh, we were talking, Aaron was saying that he d- he wasn't aware of when he left. So he left the band again. Uh, well, he left earlier. Uh, what do you call it? Uh, dang it. This stupid fucking tablet. <laughs> uh, hold, on, hold on. He left in uh, the first time in 2004 and told us all the time. One of the reasons he left was to spend more time with his children. Where can I yeah, he said, I no longer want to be a Rolling Stone. Why can't I do anything? Oh, okay. There, Jesus Christ. All right. There it is. Sorry. Uh, so he left Blink-182 for the first time in 2004. Told us at the time that one of the reasons he left was to spend more time with his children. So, And he split in for a final time in 2015. So... Mm-hmm. Now he's been doing like a lot of that UFO stuff. Remember? We're oh yeah, about that. Yeah. He's like the president of the UFO society. He's like best friends with that guy from um, Ancient Aliens, with the hair that goes <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> they just hang out together. Yeah, exactly. Make experimental music, and every single good conversation that they have ends up with you know. But you know what? Aliens. Uh-huh. Every single conversation. Wow. They be talking about fucking croissants downtown and <laughs> circles right back. Well, there you go. Uh, lawsuits uh, still going on with Slipknot. I don't know if you guys remember a while ago this guy, uh, Chris Fenn. He's one of the original guys. He was a percussionist and he sued Slipknot in March claiming he hadn't been properly compensated for his years of touring and recording with the group. He's been a member since 1998. He was officially dismissed from the band earlier this year. They already got a replacement that's the guy they're calling tor- Tortilla Man. Oh, yeah. They don't know who oh, he yeah. is, and he's got this mask that looks like a tortilla face. Tortilla Have you seen man. that, LJ? The- no, I haven't seen that. <laughs> he's, he's, he's a pretty damn good percussionist. You get a kick out of just it. picture, uh, like, Jason, but instead of the Jason mask, it's a tortilla. <laughs> well, it kind of looks like Freddy. Yeah, it does. Oh, it's it. Well, like but Freddy. it's like, Fre- it's like yeah, it's like a Jason-Freddy combo. I don't so know. I have some eye holes cut out. Yeah, yeah, it's little tiny little slits. Kinda look like something, um, like an old wrestler or something, like Kane or something. You know? Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, mankind. Or uh, what was the Undertaker's uh, brother? That was that Kane. Mankind, or uh, I don't know. No, the Undertaker's the brother, Undertaker. the red one, Kane. Yeah, that yeah, was that Kane. was Kane, right? Yeah, yeah. 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 That's who he kind of looks like, like a tortilla man. <laughs> or maybe that guy from ha- the movie Hannibal, you know, the guy <laughs> that get his face eaten off yeah. and uh, yeah. good hamburger stuff. Hamburger face. Uh, yeah, there you go. That's a better nickname, Hamburger Face. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> <laughs> hamburger Face and Tortilla Man can make a quesadilla. Yeah. Fucking quesadilla together. Torta. That sounds like a pretty cool crime-fighting duo. <laughs> hamburger Face hamburger and face Tortilla and Man. Hamburger Face and Tortilla Man. The adventures <laughs> of... Fighting crime in the Silver City. <laughs> uh, we may have to come up with an episode of that. There you go. Charles. Yeah, face and He's in the water. Man. Go rescue him. I can. I'll fall apart. 
You're going to have to do it, Hamburger Man. <laughs> Let us do it. Oh, good one. A good serious one. Yeah, there we go. This is kind of cheesy. <laughs> oh, cheesy, man. He's a new guy, new character, right? There you go. Cheesy. He's uh, a villain. Oh, God. Okay, That's so. good stuff. All right. We, we got to go with that know. sometime. All right. Oh, yeah. Cotija. Um, all right. ACDC's got some currency. Have you seen this? Look at these fucking coins. Look They're at supposedly that. Supposedly legit currency in the Cook Islands. Oh. Yeah. Which is like uh, linked to New Zealand, which is part of the band. I guess the band's from there. Mm. Australia, New Zealand. Um, so it's commemorating 1981's album for those about to rock and a $10 coin celebrating 1990's The Razor's Edge. Oh, yeah. These are the third and fourth in series of these coins uh, that they've released, apparently. I, I don't know if it's the final ones, but pretty cool collector's item, but it's kind of crazy that it's real currency. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking ACDC coins. Seriously. I bet the, the outside of it is as rough as the lead singer's voice. <laughs> Probably <laughs> done dirt cheap. Probably done dirt go. cheap. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. There you flip that down. Have a drink on me. I like that. <laughs> I like that. All right. Fans irritated over these VIP package prices for the Hella Mega Tour. Uh, I don't know why anyone would pay these prices. Apparently, it's two hundred. They start at two hundred and twenty-nine dollars. Whoa! And they go all the way up to six hundred and fifty dollars. And all it includes is a good seat, a backstage tour, access to a lounge with snacks, a tour laminate, and a merch item. Oh yeah. We all so, we all know what free snacks means. It's like a bag of trail mix. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's big time. And a fucking bottle of water. It's like not much better than a. Some melted together fruit snack for six hundred fifty dollars a piece. Yeah, that's that's all you yeah. get. <laughs> Continental breakfast. The two twenty nine one is like nothing. Like you just get a merch item or something. Yeah. And yeah, I don't know. But, but for six hundred and fifty bucks, Billy Joe better come in front of me dressed as an Ewok and do a little <laughs> dance and shower me with for six hundred fifty bucks. You should get a meet and greet with most bands these days, but those guys are acting like they're super. I don't know. Yeah. Kind of up there, and I think that they should at least offer something for the fans for a meet and greet. I think that's what people were most upset about. Oh yeah, is that for that price you should be offering some kind of meet and greet at least with like Fallout Boy or Weezer? Oh yeah, big time. Well, why why wouldn't one of the drummer from the those bands want to just do getting, a simple little meet yeah. and greet? You know. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, look at Lars. <laughs> Lars would do that. Yeah. 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 Green days turn into gray day. Weezer's getting wheezy. Oh, there you and, go. Uh, Fallout boys Fall falling out down boy, they and can't off. get up. They fell out already. Uh. Falling down and can't get up. <laughs> when you're about to saddle up and tread that rusty terrain, you need a brand of drink you can rely on. And when you reach across to grab that drink from your compadre on that dusty trail, it's better be something that's made from the heart. And when you open up that mix of taurine and tiger's tears... Know that Ball Jack is there with you. Hell yeah! America. Ball Jack has been disputedly bringing its tasty, energizing mix to the mouths of dusty trailblazers like you since 1863. You're goddamn right! Don't leave your America. dusty trailmate hanging. Reach over and grab his Ball Jack. He's waiting for you to quench that dusty trailblazing <laughs> thirst with his Ball Jack. Woo! Ball Great. Jack. The drink of dusty trailblazers. Reach for it today. <laughs> All right. Well, Metallica is apparently, according to these new stats, just behind U2 
in total concert tickets sold. Oh, me too? Oh, wow. They have sold more than 22 million tickets and grossed more than $1.4 billion in the process. That puts them just behind U2, but ahead of ACDC, Guns N' Roses, and wow. Ozzy. Huh. Uh, apparently, since they've been getting this data since 1991, uh, Metallica's also made $125 million in merchandise in North America alone. Oh, okay. I mean, imagine what they're getting in other countries, too. Oh, right? yeah. Because they're pretty big in other countries. I can't believe the Rolling Stones isn't in that top three, at least. Uh, I think I think they are. Okay. Um, but, I mean, it's total concert tickets sold, and I don't think Rolling Stones really um, co- consistently tours sure. the, the way these other yeah, bands do. To, yeah, sure. I think Rolling Stones is <laughs> up there on the, the record for most successful tours. Like, okay. that tour that they had in 2007 is one of the top grossing tours of all time. Yeah, I remember yeah. that. But it was just one, that, one tour after, like, you know, no touring. Was that the year they, they played the Super Bowl? And they put Could on have been. Big, yeah, I think it was. Pretty awesome performance. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. they did Voodoo Lounge in the 90s, and then they did the whatever one, I think it was called a bigger light or a brighter light or something like that in the 2007 era. Yeah. And that's that was that tour. Oh, yeah. And yeah, it was one of the biggest tours, but they just don't tour much. And I think that's what Metallica, you got, got to give them credit, is they tour a lot. Oh, so, yeah. And they're, they're pretty good about that. Uh, speaking of Metallica... Metallica's Kirk Hammett says he can make an incredible horror movie in a I new agree. interview. And I, I kind of tend to agree with him. Mm-hmm. We saw... Did you come with us? We I went, did. Yeah, we, yeah. Went, we went to all that. Uh, it was the uh, the horror fest... Uh, Kirk Hammett's Horror Fest Evil. And it was a festival with Kirk Hammett's like, personal horror collection. He's got oh, all this... Awesome. Like, like original stuff. Like, Charles, can you describe some of the stuff that oh, we saw? Oh, he, uh, he had one of the original Frankenstein... Uh, he had the the creature from the Black Lagoon. He actually had even like some more modern stuff. Like he had the, if you remember in The Walking Dead at the very end of the first episode, the lady that's kind of like eh, she's like half a person. She's reaching up towards Rip Grimes. Yeah. Like yeah. And he and he shoot. He had the actual replica of that. Um, a lot of old movie posters from like the 30s old and original 40s. ones. Original original movie posters. It, just an incredible collection of of. Really cool stuff, and and none of it was was fake. It was all the stuff that they Bella Lugosi type stuff that you know they used back then in real sets. Yeah. Nice. So uh, he was also interviewed, and he said uh, basically, "What do you want to do about this movie thing?" And he said, "Quote: I've just got to get my shit together. I got to prioritize. <laughs> At this time, music means so much to me. It's an obvious strength, but I think I could make a really incredible horror film." And he continued, "One, I need to find the time. Two, I need to find someone else's money." I already have the soundtrack, so part of the work is done. Scoring it will be a huge pleasure for me. I've also got to get it together and find a script and start doing all the groundwork. That's a lot of work, ass slash, ass Rob, Rob Zombie. He said not long ago that he's uh, bound to make a horror uh, movie one day. I got a little audio clip of him. This is Kirk Hammett talking about it. So I think eventually that's probably where I'm going to go. I'm waiting for the right scenario. And, you know, being Metallica and financing two movies ourselves, I've learned that when it comes to making movies, it's better to use someone else's money. <laughs> if someone wants to give me, like, four or five million to make a, a horror movie, I'll make one. You know, I'll do my best to produce it. I'll do my best to direct it. I'll certainly want to score it. So there you go. If someone wants to give him uh, $5 million to, yeah. 
make a movie, he'll do it for Paramount? you. Where you at, Paramount? Uh, yeah, he also noted that recent remakes of films like Evil Dead and Pet Cemetery were so watered down. I kind of have to agree. I agree. Mm-hmm. That Pet Cemetery was really disappointing for me. Yeah, it was very PG-13. Look at this funny story. X Five Finger Death Punch drummer, he just quit the band this year. And everybody was kind of wondering, like, why did he quit the band? You know, I wonder what the deal is. And he, like, put out this kind of statement in the beginning, like, oh, you know, I just want to pursue uh, new creative endeavors and stuff. And everybody was like, okay, maybe starting another band or something, right? Oh, psycho. <laughs> no, no, guys. He is now producer, writer, co-director, and an actor in a new series called Lady Killer TV. Oh, no way. The show is a collection of eight her- erotic horror parodies. Based on iconic horror films. Wow. Examples are The Sexorcist, The O-Ring. Nice. The Friday the 13th spoof called Camp Blood Sex, and Nicole Aniston in Psych Ho. Oh, wow. (laughs) Wow. He said about the show, quote, I had this idea in my head for a long time, and it was now or never in terms of pulling the trigger, (laughs) making this series happen. When we first approached the performers about it, I was excited about the re- very Hell real yeah. potential. Chance this to, to be a porn hit. star? Yeah. I'm and they were, they were excited as I was to shoot it. End quote. To shoot it literally and figuratively. <laughs> that was a direct quote there. Jeremy, yeah. Jeremy Spencer quote. Uh, you know, um, I like that. It, I love that he came on our podcast and did that really quick. Yeah, thank you. That was pretty awesome. Thank uh, you, sir. That's like I was going to do that. A, I was going to I was going to shoot off and do a... a a pornographic uh, Harry Harry Potter series. Oh, oh, really? Yeah. Was what was it going to be called? Uh, one was um, Harry Twatter and the Sorcerer's oh. Bone. Oh, okay. Yeah. Another one was um, Harry Twatter and the Prisoner of Ass Come In. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Yeah. Uh, Harry Potter and the Depth She Swallows. Dang. That was okay. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah, and it wasn't going to be with the uh, children. So please, God, don't don't get a <laughs> don't think version. I was going to put children. It was going to be all adults. Come with some young guy. Yep. <coughs> I was gonna. That's exactly what it was. Oh man! All right. So, but you know, I had to stop that. Look at <laughs> also. This is kind of weird. Marilyn Manson is going to be on the Star series, American Gods. Do you remember when he was on? Um, uh, what was it? The uh, biker series, um, Sons of Anarchy. Was he on there? Yeah, oh, he was right. the um, one yeah. of the white supremacist guys in the prison. He was oh, in yeah. prison. That's right. He was like in prison. He was like one of the shot collar dudes. Uh, he's also been on Californication, Eastbound and Down, Salem, and Sons of Anarchy as well. So it's going to be on that American Gods, the new Star series. So check that out if you want to see Manson. The uh, the book is really good, American Gods. <coughs> oh, is it's, it? Yeah, it's it's not like a book series. It's a single book. Um, really, really, really good book. Neil Gaiman awesome. went above and beyond with that guy. Well, check it out. Um, real quick, Rod Stewart revealing that he had a th- he's a, doing a three year battle with prostate cancer. Uh, he's now in remission, but he told the crowd at a um, project fundraiser for prostate cancer in England, he said, quote, two years ago I was diagnosed with prostate cancer. No one knows this, but I thought this uh, was about time I told everybody. I'm in the clear. So, Oh, great. <coughs> I'm in the clear. Good for him, you know? Yeah, I thought it would have been like throat cancer or something. All right, so yeah, Eddie Money passing away in memoriam this week. We got two of them, Rick Ocasek from The Cars and Eddie Money. One last ticket to paradise, huh? Yeah, that's what I said uh, when I heard it. I'm like, well, he finally got that ticket to paradise. Mm-hmm. Um, hopefully, you know? I mean, he's a, he's a pretty fucking cool guy. Like, you know, I was surprised. I, we always hear the cheesy songs, and you kind of only go so far with some of those radio guys. 
and you're like, whatever, you know, Eddie Money, you know, it plays a couple songs, you know, Two Tickets to Paradise, and some of those other ones that he had, Baby Hold On, you know, Think I'm in Love, uh, Take oh, yeah, Me Home, Take Me Home, take me home mm-hmm. Tonight, all that shit, but he was like, he was a real dude. Uh, he he was one of the few artists that like Bill Graham, back in the day in the Bay Area, not only booked but managed. Oh and, yeah, and Bill Graham was like, you know, he he was Big legit. Man. Bill Graham was like the man back then, and for Bill Graham to like not only book and manage Eddie Money, it means that he had something that Bill Graham saw that. I looking back, who am I to say like you know. Oh yeah, that I'm not a fan of that because if somebody like Bill Graham looked on them and like booked them and managed them, I'm like, dude, that guy had to have something special. I just wasn't a part of that time, that 70s and the 80s. I was born in 83, so I kind of missed all of that. We grew up with it as more of like classic rock, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, like stuff we would hear on a classic rock station. Eddie Money maybe played the fair or something like that at this point in his life, right? For all of, I for think all I of us, seen him at the fair. Yeah, yeah. So take me home tonight. Here's a really cool quote uh, about uh, Bill Graham and that whole thing. So check it out. Bill Graham was my manager from uh, from 1976 up until when he died, and uh, he was a great, great guy. And you know, and if you think about it, he actually walked out of uh, Russia and Poland with about 500 kids, walked trying to get to Paris, and half of them died on the way to get there. Heartbreaking, uh, you know, the things that he and his whole family went through was. Uh, and but he was such a sweetheart of a man, and he was just he was so professional. And uh, I think I really owe a lot of my success to Bill, really, you know. So. That was Eddie talking about Bill and just kind of his success. And then uh, he talks about uh, just kind of like how all the artists that he was going on around that time. Let me see. Um, oh, okay, here's here's him talking about when he was uh, kind of going downhill in the 80s and started. He had an OD. The leanest period, I guess, was um, I wound up taking a bathtub barbiturate, which was horrible. I thought it was blow, and I was drinking a lot, and I wound up uh, having a really bad drug overdose on a drug called phenytol. Matter of fact, the guy's in jail right now for the rest of his life. He killed so many young people. And, uh, fentanyl. Yeah, I couldn't walk for a year, and it was just, you know, I had my kidneys dialysized. It was a horrible part of my career, but then I came back and I wrote the No Control album. Which turned out to be double platinum, and the whole record is actually just about the about the overdose. Uh, the reason I wrote the No Control album was to tell, teach people, hey, you don't have to be rich and famous to OD on something. So, oh yeah, another Powerful thing. Words. Another thing I didn't know about it. He was apparently connected to the Hell's Angels and stuff. And oh really? He, yeah, he talks about it here. Check it out. You know, back then when I was coming up, I, well, I'm from Berkeley, California, and from Oakland. So Sonny Barger, and that's where the Hell's Angels are from. And, you know, they were always really, really cool to me because I used to work, you know, really long hair. I was a bell-bottom salesman on Telegraph. <laughs> and I got to know the Angels. And they were always great to me. I, if you were on the good side of the Angels, it was great. All the bikers, you know, the gypsies, the vagabonds. you got to be nice to the bike people because they're going to be around anyway. You might as well get along with them all. <laughs> so huh. there you go. Words of advice. Oh, look on the left. It's a young Lars Ulrich. Yeah. J- yeah, right. That's uh, <laughs> With air. It's uh, Rick Ocasek passing away at the age of 75 as well this week, guys. So there were two tickets to Paradise. <laughs> uh, that's right. Yeah, he there got the other go. one. Uh, the guitarist and lead singer of The Cars found dead in his Manhattan apartment yesterday. Well, by the time you guys are hearing this, it was on September 15th. According to Rolling Stone at 3 a.m., they responded to a 911 call. 
discovered him unconscious, unresponsive, pronounced dead at the scene. Um, pretty pretty sad. Yeah. Uh, he was a, a legendary songwriter. I mean, the shit he wrote with the cars, he was the heart and soul of the cars. He wrote all the stuff. I mean, he was the fucking voice. Those tracks, Shake It Up, Just What I Needed, uh, Good Times Roll, Drive, Heartbeat mm. City, Let's Go, My Best Friend's Girl. My uncle was a big fan of the cars. He was one of the guys that first got me into them. I and mean, my uncle Marvin had all those fucking albums. And mm-hmm. he, he loved them. It was just one of those bands that you grew up with. And I think a lot of people in yeah. the 80s kind of had a really fond, you know, thing about it. Um, and and he was just inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Oh, wow. Like two years ago. I think it was 2018. Uh, and I got a pretty cool little um, quote here. Rick Ocasek talking about uh the band and stuff check it out i like the fact that we were a a good pop band i thought we had uh you know some integrity about it um i think we cared about like the you know commercial side and the art side we tried to make it interesting you know both ways and uh you know when we were in the cars we were pretty focused on like uh what we thought was good music you know besides our own and we would try to you know go to radio stations and play you know other people's records that we liked and that we thought were like new on the scene and we tried to promote like uh you know kind of music and art together so that was like such a different era where Mm -hmm. those guys were like part of the scene like helping people out like back then before the internet time right like that was the way of internet back in the day was like local networking where you'd help each other out right local zines and other art bands other guys that were trying to do your thing you know um and it's such a cool wow he produced uh the blue album by Weezer yeah i wow, got that's a, incredible i got a really cool quote here too uh um with rivers cuomo admitting the failure of the band's follow up album pinkerton because they didn't have rick okasic uh, produce it. Oh, we decided to use a producer this time around because we screwed up the last record so bad that nobody would play it on the radio. Yeah, Rick, Rick huh. kind of seems like a permanent part of our crew now. Yeah. yeah, he gives you advice about all kinds of things that no one else can give you because they haven't been through the kinds of experiences that he has and we have. Yeah, I, re- I remember that. I remember when the Blue Album came out. It, I mean, it did not leave my my CD player for like six months straight. And then the other album came out not you know not long after, and I was like, meh. Yeah, I mean, Pinkerton is kind of like, there's some gems on it, but it was definitely not a radio-friendly mm-hmm. and well-produced album. The The sound of Pinkerton is kind of like, you, you look back on it fondly, and you kind of, but it, it could have been done a lot better. Yeah. And and it's funny that Rick Ocasek did that blue album, and it's a solid album front oh, to I back. I love it. Well-recorded compared to Pinkerton's kind of a, a lot e- more. Every single song raw. in the album is just amazing. Um, but check this out. There's also a pretty cool thing here uh, for the Cars 2018 Rock and Roll Hall of Fame induction. Guitarist uh, Elliot Easton took time out to thank Rick Ocasek for providing the group with unforgettable repertoire of hits. Here's a uh, last quote about Rick Ocasek uh, passing away. It all begins with a great song. Without that, none of this would exist. The music business, radio, the Hall of Fame, all of it. Without a great song, there's nothing. And in Rico Kasich, we had an incredible songwriter whose songs, that's right, whose songs gave the band such a wonderful platform and framework for the rest of us to be creative and do the best work of our lives. And they still sound great today. Thanks, Rick. All right, so yeah, thank you, Rick, for all, all that, right. and rest in peace, man. Uh, R.I.P. Uh, this week, 
in memoriam. All right, so let's move on to some uh, better stuff here on this day in music history trivia. Trivia. Who's it brought to you by? Who's it brought to you by? Uh, I don't know. Uh-huh. Crow's Milk? Sure, yeah, Crow's Milk. All right. One of our favorites. We'll put put the jingle on for you guys. Yeah, I love it. Oh, hey, Charles. What's up? Oh, hey, Chris. Hey, Slugger. You look down. What's wrong? I don't know, Chris. Things just haven't been going well for me. My energy seems low. I can't focus at the office. I have trouble feeling powerful like I used to. My arms seem a little saggy. Yesterday, I stared at a bridge for six hours from the roof of a stranger's car. When they asked me to get down, I screamed the name Bette Midler at them several times. I just feel lousy. I don't know what's wrong. Well, I know what's wrong, champ. You do? Yeah. You're not getting enough fortification to those bones with the nutritional content in crow's milk. Huh? That's right, crow's milk. Here, try some. Okay. Mmm. Thick. Sure it is. Crow's Milk blends the perfect amount of nutrient-fortified crow's eggs with dairy-based products we all enjoy. It's like a drink in a way, but in a way, it's not like a drink at all. Right. And the patented flavor and energy crystals resting deep inside that bottle of cool, refreshing crow's milk gives you the fight you need to pump those muscles up like a crow. Energy crystals like sugar? Sure. And remember, crow's milk is specifically designed to give you a unique charge of protein with amino acids that do something like sciency for you. Yeah, I can feel the charge right now. It really gives you an I don't give a fuck attitude. Well, okay. So, Charles, how do you feel now? I mean, I mean like, like, like deep, deep down? down? Really I reach in there, you know, know think, think about, about it. it. Like guar lyrics, Chris. Yeah, good. Now go get them, slugger. And remember, crow's milk can be used as shampoo as well to help replenish those nasty hair follicles. Huh? Crow's milk, available upon request in most countries. Buy it today. All right, and we're back. And on this day in music history trivia, this day, September 19th, 2012, this artist is arrested for drugs when their tour bus is stopped in the West Texas town of Sierra Blanca, the same place where Willie Nelson and Snoop Dogg were previously busted. Was it A, Tommy Chong, B, Fiona Apple, or C, Billy Idol? Hmm. What do you think, Aaron? Uh, I think... Um, 2012 was such a long time ago. I think... I don't know if Tommy Chong was... Maybe he got smarter by then. He probably already got popped a bunch of times by then. Probably had somebody carrying his shit. Hmm. Billy Idol, probably not. Probably Fiona Apple. Okay. Oh, you like those powers of deduction right there. (laughs) (laughs) Charles, what do you think? When playing like Hmm. these trivia games, you got to cancel out the the ones. It is all. I actually know. I actually know a little bit about this one. So it was 2012, and let's just go. A little, a little, a little far back. And Chris, can you cue the music right here because it's it's important. Okay. Because it's it's a it's a West Texas town, in in November of 2012, and and a coke fueled David Crosby is is pumped full of drugs and ready for the next score. And at the time, uh, a, a team of ten ninjas pops onto the bus. And he has to fight them all off single-handedly, one by one, with nothing but 
um, an, an eight ball of cocaine and his and, his, <laughs> and, and a fist and a spoon. And he and tackles a, them all right before the police show up. And really what he did was it was, was heroic. Eight, was this eight ball of cocaine in a, in a tube sock? It was in a tube sock. So and could, he uh, and swung he, it around like Homie the Clown. Yeah, he swung it around like <laughs> Homie the Clown. And he even sang the Homie the Clown song. You remember Homie the Clown? Don't mess around. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And he and it beat beat one of them like almost to death, but they managed to get away with part of like a very powerful Man. plan. And you know, and, and, and I totally forgot about that. Yeah, so I'm gonna go with D. David Crosby. Okay. All right. <laughs> Fair enough. LJ, what do you think? I'm gonna go with A. Tommy Chong. A. Tommy Chong, huh? A. Tommy, Tommy Chong? One A. Tommy Chong. Look at here's the mugshot. I knew it was Fiona Apple. Yep, Fiona Apple. Her. Arrested when her tour bus is stopped in the West Texas town of Sierra Blanca. Border Patrol agents find four grams of hash on the bus, which oh. Apple claims is hers. She took okay. one for the team. Dude, Texas is spends the night in jail before be- being released on bail. Four grams. She looks kind of cute in a beat up kind of way. And I think it's funny it was hash, too. Like, Wait, where is she from? She fucking Scotland or something? What do you got? Fucking four grams of just hash. Like, yeah. <laughs> hey, where is she from? Where is Fiona Apple from? I thought from? she was American. Yeah. Four grams of hash. American. I don't know. It's probably a lot easier to, to yeah. get her by than carrying probably wait, wait, ounces wait. of weed, right? Yeah. Is that, that the theme of her song is feeling, it, she's feeling like a criminal, right? Oh, yeah. 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 Well, but, this was 2012, but. And it's crazy oh, yeah. in Texas. <laughs> I watched that live PD and the. They hassle somebody for a joint and take them to jail. Oh, yeah. Texas is fucked, man. And I'm sure, like, if they busted Willie Nelson the Snoop Dogg's tour bus, they're just looking for tour buses on that freeway. And Mm -hmm. they just, oh, there's one. Let's go and fucking just pull them over. Oh, yeah. Hassle them. That easy. Just walk on the bus with their dog, you know? Anyway. Double trivia edition, guys. Also on this day, September 19th, 1973. This musician dies at the age of 26th. After taking a shot of liquid morphine in his room at Joshua Tree in California. Wow. Who was it? Was it A, Ron Pigpen Pigpen McKernan of the Grateful Dead, Dwayne Allman of the Allman Brothers Band, or C, Graham Parsons of the Birds? Huh. I'm going to go with C, Graham Parsons. Okay. Any reason? Because I have no idea. I I don't know about Graham Parsons' life. I just have heard his name. Okay. Yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. Well, he took a gram to fly with the birds. (laughs) (laughs) But you really feel you feel it? Pig pin. Well, it can't be. Can't be David Crosby. I'm going with Dwayne Allman of the Allman Brothers. Okay. okay. Band. I'm gonna go. I'll go with A then. uh, Pig pin Ron. Pig pin. And it is Squeal like a pig pen. Graham Parsons. Oh, nice, uh, nicely done. Uh, had been recovering from drug and alcohol addiction at the R. time. He relapsed during his trip to Joshua Tree National Park. He was clean and took a strong shot. His friend Keith Richards says, "It's the one mistake you don't want to make." Well, yeah, it's like, yeah, it's so. It, it, yeah, the, <laughs> it is the one mistake you don't want to make as you die. Right? But, yeah, don't want to don't want to make that mistake. Yeah, <laughs> but I think he means too. Like also, if you've been sober for a while, you don't take some strong ass fucking hit. Oh yeah, you know, like that's the thing with heroin. Like in the way it, addicts sometimes they're like when they do it, they'll do a huge amount of it right away. Whether it's alcohol, cocaine, heroin, or something, after they've been sober for a while, oh, they yeah. just like completely. Just go crazy with it, right? Yeah. Like uh, the floodgates are open or something. It'd be horribly ironic if he took a gram. (laughs) It probably was. Yeah. 
you know, honestly. Um, all right, well, some good news, though. Alex Trebek undergoing more chemotherapy. He said, quote, this past summer we thought I was finished with chemo. This was That was a bit premature and so really, uh, certainly overly op- optimistic. He said that the he started immunotherapy, but it didn't work. So he said... His numbers went south dramatically and quickly. I thought you said this was good news. Well, but he says he's keeping a positive outlook about his condition, oh, yeah, saying, quote, it worked very well the first yeah, he's, time, he's so still, we're expecting good results again. There you go. Yeah. So, I mean, they're, they're tackling it. They found it. They they tried to not treat it with chemo, which is ideal because it makes you sick and yeah. makes your hair fall out. Yeah. Um, so, but, you know, at least they're on top of it, and it sounds like he's, you know, being proactive with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so, Alex Trebek. At least he's still there with us uh, fighting it. So fight the fight the good fight, Alex. Yep, fight it. I know he's listening right now. I so. know he is. He's a big fan of the show. Uh, is Curb coming back in January, guys? Adam Carolla says Larry David told him a new Curb Your Enthusiasm season is going to be happening in January. Oh. He said, quote, I think Curb is coming out in January and that he would come on the podcast when Curb was coming on, Adam Carolla told listeners during his Adam Carolla show uh, podcast. They met up at Comedy Central's Alec Baldwin's Roast, apparently, and they kind of decided to maybe do something together. So Nice. There you go. Awesome. HBO has declined to comment, so that, oh. that's usually a good sign. Uh, so there you go. A network plan for eSports. It's oh. going to be like ESPN for traditional sports, but it's going to be for video games, and it's already raised $17 million from investors who are among video gaming's biggest publishers. It's going to be called Venn which is short for Video Game Entertainment News Network. Oh, okay. It will debut with live studios in New York and L.A., and it already has deals to broadcast on Twitch and YouTube and expects to be available on mediums like Roku or Sling. Venn is expected to have 55 hours of original programming each week, including gamer streams, talk shows, documentaries, and live eSports events. All right. So I, you know how much those guys make when they when they win those competitions? Yeah, Quite a bit. Millions. 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 millions of dollars. It's crazy. It's crazy. I mean... But if if only we had that sort of what did we have like we had that one movie with wh- maybe who yeah. was it was was it Fred Savage and yeah, it was the oh Nintendo? yeah uh, the wizard. Uh, wizard yeah yeah, yeah. exactly <laughs> oh dude I mean, that movie is yeah, one of my favorites movie. I mean we, we'd be lucky if we won a glove Mario three at the end <laughs> <laughs> yeah the power glove yeah the power glove now it's so um, sweet like six million dollars you know to win these competitions yeah it's pretty it's pretty amazing and I mean you can make legitimate money and have a career now. Well, uh, as a video gamer. Hey, before we move on, though, uh, I thought you guys had something that you you said. Hey, let's talk about this at one point. Yeah, remember well, you said, oh, oh, t- we're talking t- about <laughs> Takashi. Yeah, that's right. I was like, are we going to talk about Takashi? Okay, 6-9? so Phil, LJ, if you wouldn't mind, fill in our listeners and us here on the whole little kind of maybe a little brief background as to where, and then we'll get to where we're at, where he's in court today, apparently testifying against people so mm-hmm. if you wouldn't mind yeah. tell our listeners i'm gonna go get us a little bit uh something to drink here yeah i'll be right back but tell the listeners background on the story yeah sure um i just need to i mean there's no need to hear it from me when i could just pull cool. something up on tw- a better article for you on twitter oh, no that's not good that's not good oh, yeah. was that jumanji yeah. was it jumanji <laughs> is that what that was yeah so anyways as we know takashi 69 is uh a witness for or, uh, an informant for the uh, I don't know if it's for the feds I guess and uh, he's a part of the blood gang uh, I don't even know 
It's just a blood gang. <laughs> Some fucking Brooklyn An East blood Coast gang. blood gang? I guess, but he, but today it was just like, because he had, the day before he had already snitched on like the guys that, that he knew who were, that, that he was robbing with and all the guys that he was banging with, but he's like, he, he's, today he snitched on, or not snitched on, but it was just like, yo, Casanova, Cardi B, Jim Jones, Trippy Red, YG, 50 Cent. Wow. And, you know, the feds were like, yeah, uh, we'll take that. We'll take that info gladly. And so it's just, it's kind of a big, <laughs> as far as far as like, uh, you know, hip hop is concerned, it's just a, a big like, wow to the whole community. Like, you don't, ex- you don't expect one, someone to do that, but then also for how deep it went. And there's just so much, I don't know. There's just a lot. <laughs> yeah, with all that talk about snitches and bitches and whatnot. Yeah. Snitches and getting some stitches. But the best thing is just like the, the memes on whatnot. You know, the memes on uh, IG and Twitter about him is just ridiculous. Um, but you, yeah, you, you can't have any. Uh, I don't know. You never know what's going to happen. I, I, I feel like in the hip hop community, every no one's safe really, because like everybody came from such bad backgrounds, like. Mm-hmm. If you tell if you tell someone, oh yeah, they did this and that back in the day. It's like, well, yeah, uh, look where they were living back in the day. Yeah, they they rap about it or yeah. they sing about it. Mm-hmm. I always knew Cardi B was going to go down at some point. Just, <laughs> well, that's the thing is, it's like it's just her name's in the mix and everybody else's name's in the mix. And it's like, well, what's the consequence for him snitching on or saying that they're part of that this gang? You know, mm-hmm. um, the the nine trade bloods, whatever from right New York. I, it's a it's a big gang, I guess, but I mean. So but, now he's he's on trial right now, like te- testifying against him as well, right? Right. Yeah. You know, they they asked him yesterday. You know, do you see who do you, do you see do you see these persons in the in the room? And he's sent on you know, these two rappers. I don't remember their names, but the the wild thing is the like, the next day it's like, well, all right, what else can you give us? And it's like all these famous rappers, you know, Chief Keef, Cardi B, Jim Jones, and you know, it's just like wow. Uh, and I love Jim Jones. I, I think he's one of my he's one of my favorite rappers of like that that era of New York hip hop. Uh, it's a shame that di- they, they've got him to like turn on his on his friends. Yeah. You know, at one time they're mm-hmm. obviously you know like oh this dude's a bitch now. But mm-hmm. I mean, at one time you know you trust someone and you bring him into your fold and maybe he was young up and coming guy too. I imagine. I mean, no one knew who the fuck Takashi. 6ix9ine was when he was hanging out with all these other bigger guys, right? Yeah. Well, you know, it'll give them it'll give them some material for their new songs, that's for sure. <laughs> Shit, I'd yeah, love to pull up a, a, a news article for you guys, but I mean, the timeline is just fucking flooded with memes about this shit. Oh, yeah, it's gotta be. It's gotta be. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's just it's, ridiculous. It's one of those things. Well, let's move on to some more world news. If you find anything more on it, just no, bring it up. Uh, I think we're I think we're we smashed that subject. But uh, check it out. Uh, there's a huge auto workers strike. Have mm. you guys heard about this? Uh, for against General Motors, this is the first time it's happened since 2007. It was a very very big uh, auto workers sti- uh, uh, strike that's going on right now, and apparently. It's going to close down 33 manufacturing plants Whoa. in nine states. It's a national strike by the UAW. It's first a two-day walkout since 2007. Oh, my. Uh, union spokesman Brian Rothenberg said they were striking for fair wages, uh, affordable health care, 
profit sharing, job security, and a path to permanent employment for temporary workers. GM said it offered pay raises, investments, but they said that it was uh, not enough. Uh, so, of course, this has only happened two times, though, in American history since World War II. Once recently in 2007, and the biggest was in 1978, and the subject of Michael's Moore, Michael Moore's 1989 documentary, Roger and Me. Oh, wow. Uh, so this is... This is a big deal. We'll see what happens with this. Uh, you know, could be bad. I used to work for a company, um, a very small, very small company, that their workers went on strike and they lost. Right. They actually lost. And, and they I lost also, everything. And I also think it's interesting that Trump decides to try and do this thing with California with uh, uh, putting the lax on the EPA regulations for cars. Oh, yeah. Uh, and at the same time that they're doing this huge strike for GM. And I wonder if he's trying to kind of butter that bread so to speak and make it like you know hey we're making it easier for you guys you know here's a break here to where you can save money maybe give it to those workers that are striking you know yeah. you know what i i heard i heard something i heard a little something about that this morning and and um and i'm not gonna get political here but at one point i heard you know a representative from the trump administration say you know, the states don't have the right to do X, Y, and Z. And I thought, I honestly always thought, I don't know, call me wrong, but I always thought the Republicans in general were all about states' rights. So it was very yeah, right. weird for me. Yeah, it was very weird that it, it kind of took that turn. I don't know, it was just very strange. For, um, I mean, I know we don't, we don't do politics, even though I just no, kind of made fun we, of it there. But for it a is second, part of world news. We'll uh, we'll move that, on though. That's it. But I mean, yeah, yeah, that's very contradicting to how they've portrayed themselves in the past. For yeah. Sure. Well, it's a rare condition this day and age to find a beer made with krill caught in a cage. Krill and nutrition and a little lemon rind. Some people say it's even harder to find. Well, there must be some magic krill inside these bottle walls. Cause all I see is it's filtered with baleen. Real krill bursting out of everything. Krill Reserve. Yar, it's made from stuff found in the sea. Krill Reserve. New York and Michigan have now banned e-flavored, uh, or excuse me, e-cigarettes uh, with the flavored products. I knew are, that was going to come. I knew it was coming. Yeah, so they took the bait and they've they've done that. So has uh, anybody in this room vaped? Has anybody done that before? Yeah, no, I've, I've like, never hit a, like a oh, a cigarette. A oh yeah, not a tobacco kind. It's like straight. It's it smells like um like air freshener. Yeah, yeah. yeah like I knew it's strange. Yeah, it was only a matter of time before because it's just chemicals, you know, synthetic shit. Yeah, it's just yeah. nonsense, and it's cut with stuff to make it smell or taste like yeah. cotton candy. Or, yeah, which yeah. is bullshit. Doesn't exist in nature. Yeah, so you're sitting there smoking a concentrated form of that, which is pretty stupid, right? It's crazy. It doesn't exist in nature. That is so. Uh, very poignant. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, you're going to find the cotton candy fucking leaf out there and make a herb out of it? No. Anyway. Yeah. Uh, this was interesting. Look at how much more black could this be? None more black. You can't even see how black it is because apparently researchers at MIT have produced the blackest material to date. Wow. It's so black. Material. It's going to be on the next Metallica so record. Dark. Yeah. Kind of material. Yeah. Metal. 
Uh, James Hetfield's getting his guitar made out of it. Yeah. 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 What kind of material? Carbon? The foil-based patch of carbon trees captures 99.96% I mean, of it? incoming wow. light. What do you do with it? So it's, and it's, paint? it's, it's it composed, well, it's composed of microscopic filaments of carbon. They grew a forest of vertically aligned carbon nanotubes on chlorine-etched aluminum foil substrate in the lab. The foil-based patch of carbon trees captures 99.96 of incoming light. Wow. Setting a new record. The new material was described last week in the Journal of Applied Materials and Interfaces, Aeronautics, uh, blah, blah, blah. Uh, He says, our material is 10 times blacker than anything that's ever been reported, but I think the blackest black is constantly a moving target. Someone will find a blacker material, and eventually, we'll all understand the underlying mechanisms. So, the, a lot of we probably have a lot of people in our audience that are super goth, and they're they're going <laughs> to yes. be all over this, man. So yeah. black when you stare at it, you look into space. So black, looking into just the void. like my soul, looking into the void, like my humor. <laughs> have you heard of this new Uber thing? It's called Ride Check. It's available for users across the U.S., and it follows you along when you get into an Uber vehicle, and sensors in your phone like the accelerator and gyroscope. It basically, when it comes when you come to a stop for an extended period of time, it asks if you're okay. It sends you a little oh, okay. call or a text that says, You all right, mate? You yeah. all right? You all right? Yeah, I'm all right, mate. <laughs> you doing okay there? In some cases, you might get a call. If, if you tell them all is well, the trip will continue as usual. The feature was tested out in L.A. at the end of last year. So. Oh, okay. Yeah. Right check. I, mean, I think it's a good for thing. old people. Well, and single women. Yeah, single that women. don't want to get raped or, like, dumped off the side of a bridge well, somewhere. Yeah. Uh, so I think that's kind of a good thing Jeez. that they're integrating that. It would be horrible if that's what that song was about, Aaron. <laughs> Uh, all right, so we were talking about the Guinness Records, guys. Oh, cool. One of them is Sandcastles. Wait, wait, let me guess, yeah. though. Before we get there, was the other one about some somebody eating a bunch of mayonnaise? No. Oh, no. No. Oh, okay. Count no. me out. Yeah, it, <laughs> it was not. Huge. There was one. It is a food. Okay. But it is not mayonnaise. Gotcha. <laughs> all right, so check it out. Look at it. A group build uh, 2044 Sandcastles huh. uh, to break this new Guinness World Record. It's on apparently the beach. Where is it? Whitmore Bay Beach. Now, are these real sandcastles? Is a bucket turned upside down with some sand in it? Uh, yeah. I don't know. I mean, it kind of looks that I way. Mean, do they have? Uh... You can see in the photo there. Okay. Yeah. 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 It, it the... kind of looks like what you're talking about. Does it have a turret? Okay. So I'm going to explain to the audience what it looks like right now. So it, it looks like a bunch of rows, like almost kind of like a like a spread out cornfield a little bit of sandcastles. And what's going to happen at the very end is in each individual row, they're going to put, like, a small child who just cries <laughs> while a freckled, bespotted bully comes and kicks the sandcastles in their face. <laughs> and that's wow. every row is going to have one child who cries sitting cross-legged <laughs> and crying and one uh, bespeckled bully who's going uh, to What I see here in this picture is some empty buckets and a bunch of castles, a bunch of... Buckets basically with dirt turned yeah, upside down in a row. Nobody's spent any time making a castle. Yeah, no, but it's, it's just a bunch of yeah. It's just a bunch of things bullshit. to set this record. But you know, once they dry out, they start falling down. So it probably took like a they probably had to go really fast to keep them up there because Guinness is they're real particular about these about these things. Like yep. you have to have specific criteria. What is this? All right. So the other record schnitzel. is a record breaking. 2,663 pounds schnitzel. Holy schnitzel. Cooked up at a German festival. Schnitzel. We're looking wow. at a huge picture of it. Like a, 
battered kind of aiha. Yeah, it's a battered and fried, and fried, pork, fried pork dish. Kind of aiha. So it's 551 pounds of breadcrumbs, 4,000 eggs, 400 pork chops. Yeah. My goodness. Well, that's kind of what it is. It's like a yeah, like a yeah cooking of that. Oh, that pork! That's a huge schnitzel. Seventy <laughs> seven hundred and fifty-three square feet. My God! So that's crazy. insane. Uh, so it was split into forty-eight hundred portions and sold to attendees at the festival. One square foot for a couple dollars. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. This is wild right here. Um, oh, it's conspiracy corner. Yeah, so this is a pretty crazy thing with Kevin Spacey. I heard about this. Uh, I put it in conspiracy corner. I'm not trying to say it's necessarily a conspiracy, but I thought it was definitely suspicious. Yeah. As this guy, the massage therapist that accused oh, Kevin Spacey, has died. Oh, um, Hillary did it! Was he the same one that <laughs> massaged John Travolta? I know, right? In September 2018, the alleged victim uh, charged the actor with sexual assault, battery, false imprisonment. Mm. He claimed that Spacey grabbed his hand during a massage two years prior and made him touch his penis. Mm. The attorney for Lord. the alleged victim has blast. Uh, what does that say? Blazed. Bla- blast. Bias. Blast. Blazed. And his legal team Blazed. for filing a notice of death, even though the victim's lawyer told them not to. Wow. So, but he's. He's dead now. You know, so. that's some real Kaiser Serze shit there, Kevin Spacey. Could be, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, we gotta silence that guy. Oh, man. Um, all right, and speaking of conspiracies, uh, Edward Snowden. Have you heard of his new memoir that's out? Oh, yeah. W- didn't the government, like, try to nix that situation? Yeah, it's called hmm. Permanent Record. And so, apparently, uh, the U.S. government has filed a lawsuit against Edward S- uh, Snowden that seeks all proceeds from this. For a minute. From this new memoir from the NSA contractor who's been living in Russia since 2013. He wrote uh, this new book, and the U.S. government's trying to get all the proceeds from it. Edward Snowden is the reason why I put a little paste over my over my um, on my laptop yeah. right, on the little <laughs> video thing. Yeah. I have, like, a little thing over it. Dude, the lawsuit claims that he violated a nondisclosure agreement he signed with the NSA and CIA by publishing the memoir called Permanent Record without giving the U.S. government an opportunity to revert it, oh. uh, review it first. So uh, they, he's already publishing it, and he says, quote, on a tweet, well, he, he tweeted this, he said, quote, hard to think of a greater stamp of authenticity than the U.S. government filing a lawsuit claiming your book is so truthful that it was literally against the law to write. Oh, quote. wow. So we'll That's see. you to sell more because of that. <laughs> it it, it definitely it definitely will. They should have just done like a slander campaign and not even stepped into it. They should have just done something stupid. Well, they went public with the uh, filing of the lawsuit. So, yeah. I mean, they picked up on that and made it public. And anyway, I can't tell if this is like some serious like uh, breach of uh, conf- confidentiality that by Edward Stone, or this is like our Department of Justice wasting time. Like, yeah, being, yeah, that's a good point. Some shit, like, exactly. Like, Trump always sues people, right? Just, like, just to try yeah. and stir shit yeah. up. Yeah, I know it's hard to tell, right? You yeah. never, you never know. Di- diversion tactics, right? Yeah. Um. All right. One last thing in conspiracy corner. 
who has stolen Winston Churchill's solid gold toilet, guys? Oh, yeah. That was the name of a song I came out with in 1995. <laughs> We've uh, we got a picture of the toilet here. You can check it out on our Facebook page, Facebook.com/slash Garage Rock Show Podcast. Oh my God! A solid gold toilet worth one million dollars has been stolen from Blenheim Palace, the grand estate where Winston Churchill was born. Why would you want to take a dump in solid well, gold? Well, it's supposed to be an art object. It's not actually functional. Oh, is that that was a rhetorical question, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> the thieves wow. ripped out the plumbing and caused substantial water damage during the theft there early Saturday. So it was hooked up to water. So wow. Maybe, so maybe it was actually flushing. Well, yeah, there's toilet paper right there. You That's have to not clean made that like every five minutes if you're flushing water on gold every like, Oh, yeah. I think that like was gold porous. That'd be wild. It's a softer metal. Yeah. Is it porous. Right. I think it is. Particles buried in it. Oh, yeah. Someone, <laughs> someone's going to turn it into a necklace and be like... Yeah, Winston Churchill. <laughs> that gold toilet necklace. Shit gold. Fucking so, smell like shit, man. We were saying in Area 51, these uh, these guys that are raiding Area 51 right now, a couple of them had already been arrested. A Dutch YouTuber and his friend were arrested. They're only 20 years old. Oh. Uh, they were three miles deep into Nevada <laughs> National Security Site. It's right by Area 51. It's been the focus lately of uh, you know this uh, thing that happened on... Facebook, where everybody is like trying to go down there right oh, now. Oh, yeah. But the two men say they never planned to participate in that. They said, quote, we didn't have any intention to storm it because we leave on a day before the actual storming dates. We just wanted to go there. He said they just wanted to get a good view of it. Yeah. But they did find a camera, a phone, a laptop, and a drone in the guy's vehicle. So they were oh, planning man. on taking like aerial yeah. shots, which is super illegal. You can't do that. In any government facility like that. Right. <laughs> Is there like a, I mean, they have like, you know, uh, what's it called? Um, Popsicles? Where you, where you look at the shit from the sky. Google the Earth. The drones? Google Earth, right? Oh, Google yeah. Earth. Yeah. Um, yeah you satellites. Can, can you go in there and look at everything in Probably. there? Probably. Google Earth? No. Or is there like a blur? No, yeah, really? Yeah, no, you can't. Really? There's like, uh, for certain government sites and stuff, I don't think you can. Oh. Hmm. I've used it for all kinds of stuff. Like, I remember just thinking, I, Check I wonder it if out. I could see the pyramids. Test it stuff. out sometime. You maybe could, if uh, we can't do it right now, yeah. but maybe we'll test it out to, tonight or something. Or our listeners can test mm. it out as well. Cool. Um, but anyway, so those, those guys got arrested. They are going to have to pay, uh, like, a <laughs> huge fine. I think it was like, uh, what was it here? Uh, one $1 million. Dollars. No, it's like 2500 bucks or something yeah, like that. Tom Delangina, he's he knows what's going on there. Yeah. <laughs> I know, right? He's yeah. Got, I know. He's got he money. Paid. He's got that insider info. He, uh, good shit. All right, check this out on Weekly What the Fuck This Week. A girl has filled up lip balm tube with cheddar cheese. Oh, okay. Some people, too. Uh, some, done. Some genius things. Um, well done. I know this. Done. So she posted this. Uh, this mom posted it about her daughter. She said, quote, my nine-year-old daughter has taken an old lip balm tube and filled it with cheese so she can eat it in class. That's mm. pretty ingenious. She adds that her daughter learned how to make the cheese balm from a YouTube video. <laughs> she added that it's standardized testing week at her school, so the kids need all the protein they can get. Oh, okay. So everybody was right. like, hey, that's actually pretty clever. You that know? is pretty cool. You can't sneak food in there. Need more cheese than that, though. That's only a, that's like a half a <laughs> yeah, cheese. Like a nibble. You have to do it in a deodorant <laughs> stick or yeah. something. But it would ruin it. Like, you'd have to, like, wash that in the fucking dishwasher or something. Oh, like yeah. That. You'd yeah, heat yeah. it up. Yeah, like a, a deodorant stick of cheese. Oh, <laughs> yeah. my God. That looks so gross if no one knew it's got the original wrapping. Yeah. Just, like, yeah. eating it. I just thought of that, like... <laughs> 
Yeah, deodorant stick. Uh, you could do shaving cream, but it's uh, a string cheese. You just yeah. put a shaving cream logo on They'd it. They'd be like, yo, that dude's eating that, f- <laughs> eating that fucking deodorant like crazy, yeah. man. What yeah. is he doing? Chapstick you're like putting on your lips and then just take a bite. <laughs> yeah. Holy shit. Uh, all right. Well, speaking of crazy shit armpit. people eat, look at this dude. I didn't want to. I, I don't want to play the video glass, for you guys because I, I thought some, it was. I've seen this. I've yeah, seen I've seen this before, before too. Hell no, bro. Manning's glass for fun. <laughs> <laughs> a sixty-year-old man from uh-uh. India eats glass. He's been eating it for more than forty years. Oh dude. yeah. He said yeah. his obsession started. He said, "Quote: I wanted to do something, so I picked up a glass piece and chewed it. Yeah, it felt good, and I was addicted. That's all right. <laughs> no, that's all right." Fucking way! Yeah, uh, it's impossible. Yeah, he says, he says he it has taken a toll on my teeth. Champagne glasses. <laughs> he, he says he craves glass daily, and he's trying to find to break his habit. So when he farts, it's like blown glass. How he is just, that like, possible? He twirls bro? in a circle, and it's a design. Oh my god, dude! Well, this is you just fart though. it. All right, for, so fart sand. We don't want to eat glass, but would you guys eat this? It's Kentucky Fried Chicken's new donut. Chicken sandwich. Hard think, pass. Yeah, I think I'd rather punch myself in the balls. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think so. Although at, I did have the Popeye's chicken sandwich, and it was actually quite delicious. Yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, it was it was the height. You were it lucky enough to the, get one, huh? Yeah, yeah, it was really good. Shit. It was really good. Mm-hmm. Damn, I, I didn't I have, have one. Couple. Did you have one, yeah. Aaron? Oh, yeah. It was, it was delicious. I was pleasantly surprised. I don't. Were you too? It, like, I, I thought it was just going to be hype, but... No, I was happy with it. I mean... So what's so good about it? What would you say separates it from other chicken sandwiches? Well... For one, the chicken inside is really tender. Like it's really, really, really okay. good. Another one, they don't put they don't put cheese in it, which actually kind of works really well. And the sauce is just it's. I got the spicy one. Yeah, it's just it's not. It, too so spicy. it does have sauce. It's, really it's nice. not just a fried piece of chicken. No, and then yeah. they serve it in like it's a mix between like a brioche bun and a Hawaiian roll type yeah. of a bread. But it's, it's soft and buttery. Soft buttery. Almost, yeah. Almost. Not biscuity, but like oh. the texture, just like it's. it's good. <laughs> See, yeah. But here's the mo- here's yeah. here's two important that things. Here's two important things on that sandwich. The chicken is consistently the same size, like and same yes. shape. Like it'll be a breast that's large on one side and and slopes down. Like it'll plateau, being some huge chunk on one side. Right. And as you go down, there's a, and it's a certain type too. There's two there's two pickles right there. Oh, the that, pickles. The, yeah. That bite is oh, just like. Yeah. Immaculate. It's a. Yeah. Good, it's just a good. It's a good chicken sandwich. <laughs> yeah. Thick now, real thick slices of pickles too. Like it's almost like they made them just for that. Let's sandwich. describe contrastingly about this abomination mm-hmm. that is literally to me. It looks like just a piece of fried chicken. Yeah. With literally two donuts. Glazed. Yeah. Like yeah. Glazed two glazed donuts. donuts that you would find at a gas station store. Yeah. Uh, on top as buns. Like yeah. there's no creativity to me. Like. <laughs> At least with Popeyes, they made that roll right for the chicken yeah. sandwich. Yeah, oh, big time. They I made mean, it. You can't, you know? you, I mean, with this, you, you can't you can't put lettuce in there. It I could make work that with donuts. Much, like you, you could put buy any type of sauce, really, because it <laughs> yeah. would work with donuts. You, they could have at least done like just taken a There's McDonald's no sauce. waffle waffle bun. That's what I was saying. Just, like chicken and waffles. Yeah, work. that, that would be tasty. Donuts. Yeah, this yeah. seems. I don't know. Yeah, you said they did do a chicken and waffles sandwich at some point, huh? Was like. Uh, the reason why I don't like that one is because the waffle is not like a real waffle. It's like a gas station waffle. Yeah. It's Either like, way, there's all this shit. It's, it's a candy you know waffle. Maybe you, know? you should make at your house to try it out, but a fast food restaurant that consistently pumps these out. No, never. not at all. Exactly. And but it's also, 549 too. If you, put that, if you put that donut 
in a waffle iron, then you now, might have my, now you we're might going somewhere. Yeah. Now we're but yeah, it's that not makes sense. Yeah. But it's mm-hmm. not. Yeah, it's no. literally just a so plain raw donut, raw cold donut. Yeah, on a piece of chicken. that comes with like here. And it here. has the hole in the middle still. <laughs> yeah. So it's like it's not a complete bun. You yeah. know, it's just too fucking. It's the donut's gonna fall apart the <laughs> yeah. minute you yeah. take a bite it's into just, it. It's yeah. ridiculous. It's fucking stupid. Chicken donut panini. Mm. Now we're will. talking. Yeah. yeah. Let's see. Chicken donut. Panini. Maybe that's what you need to do. You Chicanini. buy that the the sandwich Chicanini. and then do that at home. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Get your George it. Foreman grill and just grill it. <laughs> uh, anyway, so what do you guys think about this? It's called leaf jerky. Kellogg's has now partnered with this person who's made it apparently like a home recipe, and it's gone big now. And it's uh, two flavors, cracked pepper and Korean barbecue. It's made mostly of soy. It's only available at trade shows, but it'll be launching in test markets later this year and become widely available in 2020. Yeah. Leaf, and- leaf, jerky, uh, leaf jerky was my, was my um, hip-hop tag <laughs> when, when I was in part of the group. That was your rap generator name? Yeah. Leaf Bruce, jerky. Bruce Leroy in the show nuffs. And it, it leaf jerky <laughs> was my, it was pretty sick. Oh, man. <laughs> mm-hmm. That sounds good. That's what I think of that. I'm like, that's proprietary information. They right finally here. found something good for pumpkins. Uh, I, th- I thought it was. jack-o'-lanterns. <laughs> Apparently, like, the peels and the seeds can be made into a film now. It's a biodegradable film that they could use for food product packaging like bread cakes and sweets been, they've been doing it with corn for some years now I remember yeah but uh, I mean they could do it with pumpkins yeah, yeah, now yeah yeah it's dope that they no, do that's awesome pumpkins. I think that's a good one because you gotta think like what else especially a lot of those pumpkins that you can't use for anything like yeah. the ones that are like a gourd or you can't cook with it or whatever yeah but it's got a bunch of those seeds in it and you all know, the shit they can make with it now so. speaking of all that stuff all the gourds and all that random stuff really really good soup <laughs> Last year, I oh, took yeah? all of like I, I bought all these different types of gourds and crazy different things for pitchers with the twins, and I took the pitchers and afterwards I just chopped it up and I made a soup out of it. It was like a squash soup, and it was fucking delicious. Oh, and by the way, you know it's really good to use with pumpkins if you do like a beef stew and then you hollow out the pumpkin uh-huh. and you cook the stew in really? the pumpkin in your oven. Well, and it's really, 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 really good. That sounds like a good yeah. idea. Super good. I and like that. Looks cool if you bring it to like a <laughs> Yeah, that's pretty fucking cool, party. right? That looks like some shit you would bring out in the Pilgrim fucking days. Oh, I've awesome. made this beef stew inside my pumpkin. Like the Jack Lanterns <laughs> throwing up. It's like a, <laughs> it's a portable, um, what do you tilt call it? it? You tilt it just right. The shit you take to work for the potlucks. <laughs> um, Pouring the soup out of his uh, mouth. Like the uh, stuff you put chili in, like crock pot. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. It's like the it's first like, crock pot. Yeah, but in pumpkin. A big mm-hmm. Pumpkin. And you put it in fucking pumpkin. Yeah, That's I had awesome, it dude. I had it at like this little soiree, like and they somebody awesome. brought it. It was a friend of mine that All right. did it. One last mm-hmm. thing for tonight, uh speaking of pumpkins, uh California apparently according to Grubhub is the most pumpkin spice obsessed state. Because the food delivery hmm. service yeah. says the most pumpkin and pumpkin spice flavored food orders are hmm. placed in October, November, August, and September. And they say they get all kinds of orders like pumpkin pie, milkshakes, pumpkin spice, Whoa. cheesecake, caramel apple is the next most ordered Starbucks flavor has in the fall. Pumpkin spice craze. Frappuccino. You guys like that shit? I like pumpkin some things. I don't know. I'm I like really pumpkin beer. Pumpkin. I like in pumpkin moderation. beer is bomb. I can't, yeah, I can't all of a sudden good. just go to pumpkin everything, but I can eat a pumpkin pie. I like pumpkin pie. I love pumpkin. I love pumpkin cheesecake. That cheesecake. But, yeah, mm-hmm. that shit's bomb. 
I, I actually, I'm a, I'm a fan of pretty much everything pumpkin, but I, I don't talk about it a lot because it's it's you know it's such a fad right now. <laughs> people are like, when people are like, oh yeah, you want to go get a pumpkin frap? I'm like, no, I'll get a matcha. I'll frap. get it on my own time. Get on my own time. <laughs> I'll make it on my own. But then out of my pumpkin, then you sneak uh, over the barista. Oh, yes, yeah. I really did want pumpkin in there. <laughs> yeah. Well, what I do is I just have this ginormous pumpkin patch <laughs> in my backyard, and I just sit in the middle of it and cry. Wow. <laughs> Yeah, well, a bespeckled bully kicks sand on but me. But the from tears, a... the tears, kind of like fertilize the pumpkin in its own That's unique it. way. It does. So the you have pumpkins pumpkin. fertilized by your tears. Well, the tears know, and, the bl- and the blood and flesh of my victims. Yeah, I mean, tears of shame, <laughs> blood yeah. and flesh. Great that makes tomato for a gardens, good pumpkin. Too. You know, mm-hmm. yeah, absolutely. Maybe we should talk. We, we should come up with a pumpkin. Uh, you know, hey, a pumpkin that's patch an idea for your next yeah. novel. You know. Maybe you guys should just call me Pumpkin from this point forward. <laughs> call you Pumpkin Patch. What's up, Pumpkin? Pumpkin Patch. Pumpkin Patch Kid. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Hey, guys. Uh, well, we've gone off the rails enough tonight. We'll see you guys next week. Have a good one. Peace. Peace. Right. Goodbye. Peace. All right. I got to get.